Broken, I was lost. Lived through heartache, felt the pain. Till I found you at the cross, where you took away my shame. Just couldn't see it at the time. He guided me in every turn. Though I would stumble, I would fall. You planted lessons I would learn. Found power in your name, put you higher, put you first. I knew my world forever changed. You healed my wounds with perfect love. Wash my sin in waves of grace. Set apart, I am restored. For me, your presence is enough. Free. 
Welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song?
like to share with you from Matthew chapter 5. Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain. And when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of God. We continue now as we share our faith, as we use the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Let us go to God in prayer. If you would please, bow your heads. Great and gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this beautiful morning together. Lord, this morning we know that we come to you broken sinners, all of us, that we just need your grace and mercy. And Lord, this morning we're asking you for that humbly. Lord, we ask that you bless our time together, the music we're performing and singing together, our fellowship time together. And Lord, we just ask that you be with us through this worship service and through the rest of this week. And Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. It's your breath. 
Come on up front, find a seat up here on the floor. It is time for the kids' message. Yeah, come on up. I have a picture I want to show you. All right, so come on up front and tell me what do you see? A sad face, a frowny face. Is that what? Are you sure? 
I see something different. Yeah, I see a happy face. Yeah, you guys, you're looking at it this way, aren't you? And I'm looking at it this way. You said flip it over. Now we see a happy face, don't we? Yeah. So you know what? When we look at things differently, it can change what we see, can it? One way, looks like a sad face. The other way, it looks like a happy face. Well, you know what? Today we start The Chosen, season three. And in this first episode, we see that Jesus teaches his followers some important things. And the people begin to, to see life a little bit differently, in a different way. So let's, see what, let's read what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6. He says, this is what I tell you. Wait, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothes? Kind of sounds like a sad face, doesn't it? This person's worrying about everyday life, what they'll eat, what they'll drink, their clothes. And Jesus says, so don't worry about these things saying what will we eat, what will we drink, or what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows what you need. So Jesus turns things upside down. And he says, See, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Isn't that amazing? Like, we don't have to be sad and we don't have to worry about everything of life, our clothes, our food, what we'll eat, what we'll wear. Jesus says, God already knows everything you need. So we can seek first his kingdom, and all these things will be given to us. All right, so we focus on the most important things, Jesus and his kingdom, because God gives us everything we need. All right? So you pray with me. You fold your hands, bow your heads, repeat after me. King Jesus, help us to focus on you and your kingdom. You give us everything we need, and we trust you with our lives. Amen. All right, boys and girls, you can come back to your seat and remember to focus on Jesus and his kingdom above all else. I hope that when we do our kids' message, everyone tunes in, and I think you do. Um, I think it's a great message, great reminder uh, because of Jesus and what he's done for us. And man, he turns things upside down in, in a right way. I want to welcome each and every one of you here. Uh, glad you're with us in worship. We invite you to come on back and keep worshiping, especially as we start a new series. Uh, we're doing The Chosen Season 3, so I always want to encourage you in advance, watch the episode, and you can go to angelstudios.com, I think it is, and you can get the app on your phone, you can do it, and you can just watch these in advance and be ready for each week. So today's episode one, and then of course next week will be episode two, so maybe start getting ahead of that. Um, also, if you are a guest here today, we are so glad you're here. We actually use the word guest on purpose. Do you know that? I remember my senior pastor years ago, he made a big to-do of that. Because when you say visitor, it's like it's somebody on the outside coming in that you don't expect and maybe aren't even welcoming. They're just kind of visiting. We want to say guest because we're so glad you're here and you are a welcomed guest at all times. 
So um, that has stuck with me over the years. So if you're a guest, I'm so glad you're here. Invite you to come back. Maybe before you leave, let yourself be known by either texting 1C guest to 94,000 or stopping at Next Steps, which is in the family gathering area that way. It is, um, so if you find the cookies, you know, you go to about 11 o'clock and you'll find where Next Steps is. Probably found the cookies, Jim, right? You know where those are? Yeah. So make your way there. Uh, some other announcements that are going to happen uh, in the life of the church. Prayer time. We invite you to uh, submit your prayers, whether prayers of concern, prayers of thanksgiving. You can send them by sending a text to 402-242-5051, and we'll include those today. We're also having Holy Communion, and we have it every week. It's a beautiful gift that God has given, and it is bread and wine, body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. Not just for members of 1C, for those people who believe in this Jesus and believe in this gift, uh, we welcome you and encourage you to come. Uh, also, we have, uh, let's do the deeper dive one, if you, if you would put that up on the screen. Uh, deeper dive, thank you very much. Um, with The Chosen, we decided we're going to do a couple different opportunities for you to go a little bit deeper in conversation about The Chosen. And there's three different times that you can do it. Sunday between services, so right around 10.10 to about 10.50, right in here, we'll meet. And then Tuesdays at the Big Ten in the back room, um, I'll be there and we meet there, and that's going to be at 6.30. And then Wednesdays, Chris, you're going to be right in here, and so that's 6.30 as well. So any of those times, we'd love to have you come and be a part of it. Just dig a little deeper into the story and the message that we find in The Chosen. All right? Um, also, a quick shout-out to Worship Together. And I, don't, I didn't give them the notice of it, but it's, it's on our, our loop. But it's going to be tonight at what time? 6 to 8 o'clock at the Freed Hall. So we've hosted it before. It's a beautiful, wonderful event. They're having it at the Freed Hall. So if you're um, a woman and would like to be blessed in worship and teaching of God's Word, that's going to be tonight at the Freed Hall. So love to have you do it. Last announcement has to do with the fact that we are all blessed by God in different ways. God is that kind of God. He looks at you and me, and he just pours out his blessings. And one of the things that he loves, he takes great delight in, is when you and me say thank you. And we could do it so many different ways, right? We sing our songs, and we could sing, and we can offer it up. Uh, we could pray our prayers. We could serve. We can also give of our finances, as God has blessed you. And all we do is we encourage you to be prayerful about it and say, God, you have blessed me. I see these blessings. And, and how do you want me to respond? How do you want me to say thank you? And then just follow his lead. So the joy baskets will be passed in just a little bit. And if the Lord so moves you, encourage you to, to give. And may God bless all of us as we continue to serve him and say thank you. Let's continue and sing. Speak the name of Jesus over you In your hurting, in your sorrow I will ask my God to move I speak the name cause it's all that I can do Desperation, I seek heaven And I pray this for you 
name. There is no name under heaven and earth that is more powerful than that. And that's what we're going to be celebrating in this beautiful gift of Holy Communion. In Jesus' name, and Jesus is present in this meal for people like you and me. Uh, we are broken and sometimes battered. Uh, we're all sinful and we need this grace and mercy in our life. And so in preparation for that, I'd like to encourage you to join with me and praying the prayer of confession as we come before our Lord. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done 
and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. And it is my privilege to announce to all of you that because of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. They are taken away as far as the east is from the west, and he will remember them no more. There is no greater news than God's love for people like you and me. So with that in mind, our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. We continue now this, with the celebration of the Lord's Supper.
won't be weary long. You won't be weary long. Well, someday soon we're gonna make it home. Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Gonna make it home. Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Gonna make it home. Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Someday soon we're gonna make it home. Gonna make it home. Weary traveler, restless soul. Well, you were never may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus strengthen you and empower you with life, with mission, with ministry, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we just thank you that we can come to you in your son Jesus' name and that you always hear us. A prayer to help guide me in my recovery Help me to practice healthy boundaries. Thank you, Lord. A prayer for Jehovah's love and strength for all of us. A prayer request for Paige and Zach that they are closing on their house on their first purchase. May their future be filled with love, peace, and laughter. Prayers for my sister Roxy. May she be well soon. Prayers for my business partner and friend and mentor. A prayer for God's healing for all of his family members and their physical and mental strength. Prayers for Chris Snow, who dedicated his life to helping others and changed the lives of so many. Father, we just thank you for all the prayers spoken and the ones unspoken, that you know exactly what weighs heavy upon us and help us to bring it to the cross and lay it at the, foot of the, at the foot of the cross, knowing that Jesus cares for us. Join me as we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So, I'm Judas of Keriot. Shalom, Judas. Shalom. I saw you before I stepped out to talk to the people. And then I noticed you listening very intently during my sermon. It was wonderful. Thank you. And then Nathaniel briefly told me how you gave us help and how you might be interested in joining us. He's not easy to impress. Ah. I attended Bet Midrash, but my father passed away before I could pursue a rabbi, so I stayed home to work. I would like to follow you. You would? Very much. I may not be a soldier in battle, but I have business and financial skills that I would like to use to spread the, this ministry far and wide as fast as possible. I, I did attend the Bet Midrash, and I... <laughs> I heard you the first time. I do not require that of my followers. You would actually be one of the few. I only require what other rabbis do. That you seek to be like me. Of course. But that will be much more difficult with me than with other rabbis, I can assure you. Are you ready to do hard things? What a question. And I hope today you will let that question land, not just on the video screen with between Jesus and Judas. I hope that you look at this question as something that Jesus will even ask you, me. Are you ready to do hard things? I'd like to um, see if I can get the, there we go. Good. I want to share with you a quote. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a, uh, a Lutheran pastor at the time of uh, Germany and Hitler and all of that stuff going on. It was a really tough time to, to be a, a Christian or a, a, a Lutheran pastor, uh, but he had such a strong resolve for discipleship, which is really what Jesus is getting at with Judas and what he's getting at in this whole journey that we're going to take with season three. It's, are you, are you ready to do hard things? And here's the quote. The restoration of the church must surely depend on a new kind of monasticism. And it's, just so you know what that is, it's like religious order. You know, the way things work. 
which has nothing in common with the old, but a life of uncompromising discipleship. Wow. Following Christ according to the Sermon on the Mount. I believe the time has come to gather people together to do this. Uncompromising discipleship. A time has come to gather people together to do this. Two thousand years ago, Jesus started calling people and saying, hey, come, follow me. And I think as they began the journey, they didn't know exactly what it was going to be like, this uncompromising discipleship, this maybe hard thing that's going to take place. Uh, we don't know the exact emotions we could read in the Gospels, you know, how and what Jesus did and who he called but you just wonder what was going through the mind of each and every one of them. As Jesus said, hey, come, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And here we are today. God calls you and me. Now, just a reminder about the Chosen series as we go through this. The Chosen uh, video series, this, this beautiful thing that is three seasons long, and the fourth one is going to be coming soon, um, is a great... Um, summary of, of the Gospels in particular. It's, it's a great summary. It's not the Bible itself. They will take stories of the Bible from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then put it before you, and then they'll add what I call the plausible. Like, we, we don't have anything recorded about Judas and Jesus talking like that. Could it have been done that way? Yeah, it could have been. We don't know. But that teaching, that concept, that are you ready to do hard things, is there. Now, one of the things about season three, episode one, that I really like is that as he was going through the, um, let's get to that next slide, there we go. Um, as he was getting in front of the disciples, right, and in front of everybody, as, as we see the little video clips, Jesus was doing the Sermon on the Mount, and he, the video clips would then focus in on different disciples, as if these words were just for them. And if you look at how it plays out in their life, there are moments when, boy, these Beatitudes are all about them. But I hope when you look at the Chosen or when you read the Gospels, you put yourself into the story, because God wants you and me to be disciples and followers even 2,000 years after he walked on the face of the earth. So, the chosen. 2 Timothy 3.16, I just want that to be a framework. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. And so we have the Bible, it is a gift from God as, uh, as a church, 1C, we believe the Bible is the inspired, inerrant word of God. In other words, God is the one that said, you know, I'm going to give my people my word, and I'm going to inspire people, lead people to write down the things that I want them to know in 2023. I want you to realize that. It's that personal. And these things were written for you specifically so that we would know what is right and what is wrong. One of the greatest truths that we find in the scriptures is actually found in uh, Ephesians chapter 2. 
For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. Now, what does that really mean? What does that say to you? I hope you realize that the grace of God is the greatest gift that we can ever have. Everything else that this world offers pales in comparison to this grace of God. And it is all Him doing it for us. That's why even as a church, and we celebrated already um, a sacrament, and my definition of a sacrament, like Lord's Supper, is it's a sacred moment. Something that God does for people like you and me. It comes from Him to us. Like Paul says in Ephesians 2, for it is by grace you are saved through faith. It's not you, it's him that makes all of this happen. That's why we, you know, I'll just say, this is the easy part. Where he says, I'm going to pick you, I want you to be part of my family, and I'm going to bless you every single day. Now, one of the sacraments that we celebrate is the gift of baptism. And I just want you to picture what that is and what that looks like. And I'll just give you what I call the life of a pastor in just one week. I had a moment, it was last Saturday, where somebody was in my office, and uh, he's retired, and he desired to be baptized. And so in my office, with water and the word of God, this person was baptized. Amazing. And then this last Friday, right here, I had this, I think she was about 11 months, maybe almost 12 months, and she was baptized. And for both of them, it was easy. There's nothing that they had to do to receive the grace of God. It was a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So it doesn't matter the age. It is this grace of God. And that's why even this idea of communion, what a beautiful gift. Jesus had the disciples, and they were all in the upper room about 2,000 years ago. They were celebrating the Passover meal, which is really a meal to look into the past and to remember what God did for the children of Israel. But Jesus made it present tense and future tense. Take, eat, this is my body. Take, drink, this is my blood for the forgiveness of sins. It was present and future and all we get to do is we receive it. And I'll tell you as a pastor, there's nothing more beautiful and moving is when you're coming forward and you put your hands out like this or you take that cup and you receive it. I'm going to tell you that's easy. It's a gift given by God himself and you get to just receive it. Isn't that cool? God does all of this so that you and me could be part of his family in baptism, by the grace of God, and then strengthened in our journey with him throughout each and every day of our life. This idea, could you advance, please? Thank you. I'm going to go to Matthew 11. I think Jesus summarizes this whole idea of what he does for us. He goes, then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke 
is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. And I'm just going to kind of summarize it myself. I think what Jesus says is I'm not going to place the weight of the world on your shoulders. I'm not going to put your sin upon your shoulders and say, you've got to bear it. You've got to do it. What Jesus is saying is I'm going to take it for you. I want to make it light. I want to make it easy. I want you to experience the blessing of being part of my family. And I think that's a beautiful expression of how God works. So let's uh, get ready to jump into this series. I'm going to share with you some words of Jesus that we find in the Sermon on the Mount. And he now shifts gears from easy to hard. And I want you to picture who is sitting there listening to it. There's a whole bunch of people, some who have not heard much about God ever. And then you'll have the Pharisees, you'll have teachers of the law. And Jesus is now going to be talking to all of them. And I could just picture the Pharisees and the teachers of the law when, you know, going through some of this stuff, like we find in the Old Testament, saying, I've never done these things, but Jesus really gets to the heart of it. So here's Matthew 5, 21. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. You can almost picture them saying, I didn't, I've never murdered. But Jesus said, I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to the judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So just see that, right? You could sit back and say, I've never, I've never taken a knife or a gun and killed anybody. But if you say, you fool, you've committed sin. So this burden of living the life as a disciple of Jesus, it can get hard at times. I don't know, have, maybe you, have anybody ever gotten angry and thought bad thoughts about people? Yeah, it's hard stuff. To take this walk and to follow this Jesus, sometimes, I'm, I'm going to tell you, even as your pastor, there are thoughts that go through my mind. Not easy, it's hard. How about the next one? You've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. How about the next part? But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Difficult. All right, next one. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not risk the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. I, I mean, are you ready for that? Maybe even the person next to you might have even pushed a button and you're supposed to say, go ahead, push another one. Wow. I hope you're feeling uncomfortable. This is the push that Jesus has for anyone that says, I want to follow you. How about this one? So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift and before the altar and you, and you just go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Maybe you need to ponder that for a second. Maybe we shouldn't just jump to the next slide. 
maybe you need to be doing a kind of a, a thought process of like, okay, who are the people in my life? And is there anybody that's been offended that I need to go and talk to? And if really Jesus' word is, is literal here, he's saying you should stop everything. That's what, what he's saying. Don't keep acting as if everything is just normal. If there is somebody that, that you believe is hurt by you, you need to leave everything and you need to go to them and be reconciled. And this might be the time and place where some of us will say, hmm, this, is, this part is getting a little bit too tough. Um, and I read a, an article, um, a little quote from Tim Keller. He's a pastor and he's up in heaven now, but the, the whole passage is, it's kind of dangerous when we pick and choose which parts of the Bible that we want to follow. Because when we start doing that, we ultimately say, God is not God and we are. So if we bumped into this verse and we're kind of troubled and we're sitting there saying, yeah, there is somebody, I need to go to them, you need to do it. It's really hard. And I believe, let's go to the, okay, we have a clip now, a powerful clip. And in last year, last year it was Andrew kind of said some things about Mary that were really not so good. And the way that the, the chosen writers put this in was that Andrew was kind of stirred by this and probably hearing what Jesus said and said, I got to go, I got to be reconciled with Mary. I'm going to drop everything, I'm going to stop everything, and I'm going to go. So let's watch this. Shalom. Shalom. Uh, I won't take much time. It's fine. Do you need anything? I just have. I have to. Um. I. I want to say something. Um. In. In Rabbi Sermon, he he said to to reconcile with someone first before worshiping, and and I. I I need to apologize to you. You don't owe yes. me. Yes. Yes, I do. I said awful things to you because I was scared. Which I also talked about, talked about many things. I have a lot to work on. Me too. Actually. But I said awful things to you because I was scared and you didn't deserve it. And I'm, I am, I'm. I'm very sorry. So, uh, th that, that's all. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not sure what to say. I think this is the first time anyone has ever said sorry to me. Mary, you don't deserve that. Either. Things are better now. Huh? Yes. <laughs> A lot. Pretty stirring clip. I don't know if you could put yourself in either one of the, the people. You know, to have that moment when somebody comes to you and says, 
I'm, I'm sorry. And what that feels like, I hope you've been on that side of it too. Because you could just see, you know, Mary, Mary said, no one's ever done this before. Wow. And you saw how difficult it was for Andrew. But what a burden that is now released because he's doing this. Uh, let's put that um, quote up there, uh, again. Where Jesus said, are you ready to do hard things? Are you? I'll just tell you, there are times I'm ready and so ready to say no. I'm not ready to do hard things. And then there are times by the, oh my goodness, the, the power of God's spirit, I could say yes, I'm ready to do hard things. You know, even as a church, you know, we've been talking about this, I'll just say since I've been here and probably even before, you know, this idea of easy versus hard, Right? Kind of goes back and forth. And I love the way we do our new disciple launch. I don't know um, how many of you have actually gone through it. I'm not going to make you raise your hand or anything. But we, we do it, and it's about an hour and a half. And I'll just tell you, I've been at churches, probably uh, six churches now. And some of them had like a 14 to 16 week new disciple or new member class. That was hard. It was hard as a teacher to be there every single week. And I, it's just so hard for people. So churches like 1C say, you know what? We understand your world. We understand what's going on. We want to make it easy to, to come on in. We want to make it easy for you to come and experience the, the blessings of God's grace. But we also want to make it hard. Not hard as in difficult, but there's something else going on. When we say yes to Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit, a whole boatload of things like the Sermon on the Mount comes. These are things we should be living by. This, is, this should be driving what we do in life. Not popular opinion or what the world says. So one of the things uh, Greg has developed is what's called a, a next step class. And it's going to be on... October 15th, I believe, right after the 11 o'clock service. And it is an opportunity to talk to people like you and me and say, okay, what, what are your next steps? You, you say you love Jesus. You say you want to follow him. We want to walk alongside of you as a church and help you discover your next step. What is going to help you grow to be a disciple who disciples other people? So there's this whole process thing. And I hope that maybe after seeing this sermon and these clips and you realize that Jesus has called you into his family, which is the easy part, but then he says, I want you to go as my disciples, which may be kind of hard, that you sign up. I would love a whole host of people that would say, I want to know what my next step is. I want to, I want to be a disciple. I want to live by that. So I'm giving you the challenge. Um, I would like the room to be like an issue that we can't get everybody in it. So I'm going to challenge you. So October 15th, we're just talking two weeks from now. I want to challenge you. Now, let's get to the, the Bible verse. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You know, I'm sure you've heard that. Now, let's go to the, um, 
the verse that follows that. And sometimes we just don't hear this one. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And here's the picture I want to give you. If, if you can, put the picture up on the screen that follows. Um, here's a picture of Jesus. It's kind of fuzzy. Um, it's taken from a clip from The Chosen. Uh, when season two ended, maybe, I don't know if you had the feeling, but I thought, this is kind of weird. They're getting ready for the Sermon on the Mount, and they had this stage and stage backing, and they have all this stuff that's getting ready for Jesus to come and give this Sermon on the Mount. And I'm thinking, this is not the picture I had. And then we get to season three, episode one. Where is Jesus when he is teaching? What do you kind of see? Blurry, I know. Wait, where is he? Out loud? Yeah, in front of them, in front, you know, like in the middle of them, actually, if you see the, even the bigger picture, he steps into the world. He steps, like, for God so loved the world. He steps into it and in the midst of them. So that, yes, it's easy to be part of his family. And while it's hard also, he says, I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. I will never leave you or forsake you. All these promises are for you and me. So that as we navigate through this thing called life and discipleship, Jesus says, I got you. And I'll be with you. I will bless you. So my hope for you and for me is that as we take these next steps you know, we have seven more weeks of The Chosen. Seven more weeks where we look at the Bible, Bible stories, and be maybe called and challenged to walk closer with Jesus than we've ever walked before. So if you would please stand, let me share with you the blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
sure by now Thought you would have reached down And wiped our tears away Stepped in and saved the day But once again I say amen And it's still raining And as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with you And as you mercy falls I lift my hands and praise the God who gives And takes away
Right. Going to start the deeper dive in about two minutes. So if you're outside getting coffee and cookies, get them and come on in. Hey, peace out, cookie time. I hear it. All right, one minute warning for those of you that would like to come in for the deeper dive, one minute. With what? Yeah. I don't know if we can. All right. Would love more people to come on in if you're getting your coffee or whatever. As we're waiting, if somebody has a, a Bible and or an app that can look up Psalm 86. I think Lynette is getting that, if you have it. Yes. Psalm 86. We're going to start with that. And did everybody get a handout? Here, I got it right here. You find it, Lynette? Okay. Verses 10 to 13. There's uh, some more to get handouts over here. I'm going to use both. Oh, that one I, I can pass around. Yep, to that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do. Yeah. Okay. That's, so if you want to hear, you can I'll do give it. it to Lynette. To, she's going to read. Testing. Te okay. Okay. We're going to shut some of the doors first. You said. Verses 10 to 13, Psalm 86. Pardon? 
that could be open. Okay, let's hear from Psalm 86. Hold the microphone close. There we go. Like an ice cream cone. Chocolate. <laughs> For you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your love towards me. You have delivered me from the depths of the grave. All right. Some great words to consider. You know, the Psalms are chocked full of, I'll say, human condition, God's solution. And the psalmist is just identifying God is God, right? And if you were at the first service, I talked about Tim Keller. And he, there was a quote by him saying, if you pick and choose what you want to believe in the Bible... Ultimately, it gets pretty dangerous because you're kind of deciding who God is. God's word is God's word. And I think that's vital for us as we do a deeper dive. We're not just diving into human opinion or human conjecture. We want to hear from God's word. And the psalmist starts it off. Now, I've, I've asked this question for people to ponder before. Maybe you've heard me say it. If you were a psalm writer... What would your psalm look like? Let me say it again. If you were a psalm writer, like one of the 150, and let's just say you're writing Psalm 151, what would your psalm say about human condition and God's solution? And I'm going to just give an overarching answer. No matter what the human condition is, God's solution is greater. I want to say that because if we forget that, that's when we get into trouble. In fact, when we look at season three, episode one, when we'll say whenever the disciples forget that God's solution is bigger than their issues, right, their, their life situation, that becomes trouble. So if Psalm 151 was your psalm, what would it say? So just ponder that for a moment. Okay, ponder that for a moment. Because it's important. Your condition of life could be maybe very serious today. Maybe very troubling today. Maybe very uncertain today. However you want to, you know, do that. Um, but God's solution is greater. So maybe before we jump into some of the questions on the sheet, if, um, Ed, did you, here's a sheet coming your way. They're $7.62 each. I know, it's cheap. <laughs> it's a bargain because I know them. And I like them. Normally it's like, you know, $2.20, but... <laughs> All right. Could you give me some one-word answers or maybe two or three of what is the human condition? What are people dealing with today? And maybe just a one-word kind of thing. What would you say? Just You could blurt it out, raise your hand, whatever. Yeah. Oh, failed surgeries. I know your story, yep. What else? Fear. Loneliness. What? Depression. I'll just say anxiety. Happiness. Okay, 
Um, that is, the, it could be a condition. I'm, t I'm talking about more of the negative things that people are dealing with that would be maybe in your psalm or in a psalm that somebody would write. What else? Addiction? Yeah. Addictions. Yeah, a lot of grief out there in mourning. Pardon? Hopelessness. All right, so let's go to the other side real quick. So if that is the human condition, this is some of the stuff people are dealing with. I'll just tell you, yes, 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 times 100. Oh, my goodness. What is God's solution? Like maybe a word or two or three. You know, what does God say about all of this condition? Trust in Jesus, especially. Yep. Trust him with all of this. What else? Love. His love for us, our love for others. Believe. Yep. Endurance. Yeah. Have faith. Have faith. Yeah. Have faith in a God who says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Wow. So let those two hang in the balance. Now we're going to walk through this, and, and some of this we're just going to gloss over. Take this home with you. Uh, I bumped into this online. There's a church that has done some incredible, really nice-looking studies on the chosen, and so we found this. Um, so I'm going to take you to the bottom. It says, bring to the group. What quote from the episode was the most meaningful, impactful to you, and why? Now, if you didn't watch the episode, okay, I get that. But if you were in church already, you heard one of the quotes that Jesus spoke. Anybody remember that one? Are you ready to do hard things? What are your thoughts about that? We have a microphone, so if you... What do you, what do you think that gets at? Yeah, obedience, sacrifice. What? Yeah, humbly. Thank you. Yeah. This is like uh, the grace of God. Shh, don't tell anybody. Grace of God and a gray T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I said just a large, not an extra large. I'm, I'm being really good. Okay. What are the hard things? What do you think Jesus was getting at when he said, are you ready to do the hard things? Yeah, selflessness. Yep, wow. Because human nature would be selfish. Hmm? Surrendering. Surrendering. Yeah. Being different than the rest of the world. Yeah, persecution. He knew what everyone was going to go through. And then Judas, remember it was Judas he was talking to. He knew that Judas would go through this, I mean, the burden that he had, he felt, right? To the point of taking his life. That was a lot for Judas. And I wonder, Jesus is saying, you know, you're going to go through some really hard things. Get ready. And Judas chose the wrong thing. Okay. What about hard things for us today? 
same list, yes. But what else? Discipline. And the word discipline and the word disciple have the same root word in Greek. So it, when you think discipline, think disciple, and think that's what Jesus wanted for them. And it wasn't going to be easy. And we saw that as they were walking with him for three and a half years, but we especially see it in the book of Acts, where there are countless times that their life was on the line, countless times that they weren't sure how things were going to go. I mean, it just is hard as a disciple, as a follower. Okay. All right. Um, questions for us. Uh, number one, what characters stood out to you the most? And I'll just say in general for the whole chosen. Feel free to kind of take up over three seasons. Which characters stood out to you most? Which were most interesting and most moving? What do you think? What's your favorite? Mary. And I have a little note down here a little bit later. We don't know much about Mary Magdalene. There's a lot of legends out there. Like maybe she was the woman caught in adultery and was going to be killed. We don't know that for sure, but boy, that would make sense. Oh, I know. I, I think I, I remember that scene vividly, and I remember it here, not up here. I remember her walking away, feeling like she doesn't have any hope. He says her name. And then he quotes the scripture that Dad used to say when she was a little kid. Now, that's Hollywood, I get it, but that's Jesus I know. He knows our name. He knows our circumstance. He knows our human condition. And he speaks right to it. Our name and then the word of hope that comes from scripture. Yeah. Any, any other ones? Oh, the woman at the well. Yeah. Yeah, so if you didn't hear it, the woman at the well and Jesus speaking to her, you know, for me, uh, I think the turning moment where I just felt the same thing was when he, he said her, her human condition. You've been married all these times and, and it was like, 